coming to you from the pit in Royal Grande, California. Your hosts, John Hackleman and Dr. James Casper. It's time for Pitmaster and the Doc. Hey guys, Pitmaster here. I'm here with the Doc, and John. we got shit ton to talk about. It's a lot. We do? Yeah, we have a lot. <laughs> All right. Cause, just I'm interested to hear what we got to talk about. Just because there's no UFC fights doesn't mean there's a shit ton to talk about. Let me tell you something. First of all, in our gym, we do a lot of outside leg checks, um, inside leg checks, but when it comes to leg kicks, we only do outside leg kicks, okay? I don't do inside leg kicks for my fight team or for my, my Hawaiian Kempo students, okay? Let me show you why. Well, what what do you when you're trying to do an inside leg kick? There's a bone there. There's two so bones. There's some anatomy here. There's which too is much bone. Interesting. So the inside of your leg is all tibia. It's the biggest bone below your knee. That's all that's there. It's skin and tibia. So there's no muscle. I don't know what you're kicking. It's like kicking. You're trying to hurt yourself kicking there. Well, just ask. You could ask Anderson Silva, or we could ask Jonathan King. Yeah. That was this weekend. Yeah, not and good, if you can see it. So this was in Louisiana. Here, I'll put it on the screen. I'll try to put it on the screen here so everyone can see it. Um, it's pretty... It's, it's an inside leg kick, boom, and boom. And then they oh, show his leg, and he's, he's basically got... He broke his tibia and fibula. They're angulated about 80 degrees. It's not good. It's pretty terrible looking. It's terrible. I'm sure that ended the fight. It ended the fight, and it would end your life if it was a street fight. Because do you think the guy, this guy, you know, there's a referee, and this guy doesn't want to hurt his opponent. When two sport fighters are in there, unless they're complete douchebags, which 99.9% of the time they're not, they don't want to hurt each other. They just want to beat each other. They want to get a title, or they want to make more money, or they want to get a belt, or they want to get a trophy. They don't want to hurt each other. They really don't. They respect each other. Well, I think the interesting thing, and I don't know if this came across if you're just listening, is it's the kicker that's injured. It's not the guy getting kicked. He, I don't know if he did. He do a leg check on this. I don't think he did. I don't think you really have to. But when you do, it's 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 even worse. Yeah, let me rewind it. You can see if uh, he even leg checks him. Well, he turned he it did. in. He did. He did turn it in, and that's that is the leg check for an inside leg kick. That's what you'll see. I've seen like five of them recently. It's like there was that other skinny guy in the UFC that got his leg broken. There was the trainer from the Black Zillions that got his leg kicked. Anderson Silva, the, the, most, the most famous one, when he fought Chris Weidman. Chris Weidman just turned his leg in because then you're kicking the knee with your shin. Then shin's not going to win, guys. It never does, just like it does in there. And in th those fights, it's terrible. They'll never fight again, usually. And if they do, it's only after surgery and a long hiatus. But in the street, the referee's not going to come protect you. Or the guy's not going to show you the respect to back up. He's going to stomp you and soccer kick your head and take your lunch money. He'll do whatever he wants to you. That will kill you in the street. There's no defending yourself at that point. No.
you're pretty helpless. You so, have no leg. You can't run away. You probably can't even crawl away. No, you can no. get in an ambulance. That's about the next step uh, with that. If but, you're lucky enough for someone to call 911. That's why we don't like lay, inside leg kicks in, in, in our system. That's why. It's just if they landed just right, they might be semi, semi-successful. Outside leg kicks, to me, are much more successful anyway because they're, they cause much more pain, much more immobility than inside leg kicks. But when this happens, which it happens way too often, almost all leg breaks, and it's always the kicker, and it's always, almost always doing inside leg kicks. So that's why we don't teach inside leg kicks or we don't teach them. We don't. I don't like allow them, per se, and I don't like my team to do them. Again, yeah. So, but a leg sweep, you're just kicking a little bit lower on the inside lower. leg. It's a lot different. I, I I do, I do advocate and teach inside leg sweeps, not inside leg kicks. One three thing is you're not giving it the force. An inside leg sweep is kind of a little more of a sweep. It's called a sweep. Yeah. So you're doing a sweep. An inside leg kick, you're actually swinging it with a lot of force against something else with a lot of, uh, with a lot of strength. That's probably planted. Yeah. It's a planted foot. <laughs> it's just, it doesn't pretty, work out well. I, I think this is a good picture, too, to realize why you would not want to do that. But no one said, yeah, if you got any questions about that one, feel free to contact me. Feel free to email me or, or personally message me, and, and we can talk about that. But I'm, I'm an advocate. Do not throw inside leg kicks. But if you're listening to this only and not watching our video, it's the Jonathan King from the AK, AKA? Yeah, AKA6, which was this past week. So if you want to watch it online, it's all over online, so you can find it easily. Yeah. I don't know if you want to watch it, but... I'll have it. Um, I'll put it on my Instagram tomorrow, and that's John... Unders- uh, sorry. That, my Instagram is pit underscore master. So, yeah, no inside leg kicks, guys, all right? So this, this injury in the old days was a cast, but nowadays is a, a, basically a titanium rod in your tibia. Surgery take, you know, maybe an hour to 90 minutes. Um, depending on the break, you may be able to put some weight on it right away, but you're looking at several months of recovery. And then even after that, you're going to be coming back for a long time with muscle weakness and issues. So it's something you can recover from, but that's going to be a long recovery. Right. Uh, but with that said, if this is a street situation like we trained for it at Hawaiian Kempo, you're dead. If the guy wants to kill you, you're his. Whatever he wants to do to you. What other attacks can lead the attacker this injured? Yeah. I mean, what else is there in martial arts as the attacker that you can injure yourself yeah, this like, badly? Like people always say, don't use your fists because you might break your hand. Yeah, okay, you break your hand, you get a little fracture. You can still use it. You can run away. Yeah, you can run away, or you can still keep using it. There's tons of guys that break their hands in the UFC or even boxing in, like, the first round and finish out the fight. You can finish out the fight with a broken hand. You can even use a weapon most of the time. But with this, you're not, you're not going to defend yourself Yo, at all. The only other thing I can think of is when you take someone down in the street and knock yourself out. That's, the, uh, that's just as bad, maybe worse, but you're completely unconscious and something you chose to do. So certain takedowns in the street, you see those videos on YouTube where the guy taking the other guy down actually knocks himself out. And that's another reason why in our takedowns, most of the time we like the ice splits, which is much safer. Or when you're taking someone down, you drop them, you don't go down with them. So 
With that said, yeah, that, that could be a terrible one too. Or some people like to teach headbutts. I never understood that because it's like you're hitting someone with 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 your a bone that's surrounding your brain. Unless you're hitting them in the nose, maybe. Yeah. In the face. But so, head to head is just stupid. <laughs> I don't teach headbutts, guys. If you're doing headbutts, I don't know, it's like it's like hit, hitting someone with your computer and thinking your computer's going to work again. Well, similar to this leg kick. Yeah, ouch. Except your brain's in there. Yeah. There's some more medicine for you today. That's it. The brain's in there. The brain, that's where it is, right here. It's in your skull, guys, in case you didn't know that. When, if somebody's teaching you headbutts, if you're at some kind of martial arts school and they're teaching you headbutts, maybe your instructor isn't aware that there's actually a brain on the other side of that bone in your forehead. Maybe. I'm just saying. Some people might not know it. Give them the benefit of the doubt, guys. All right. What else are we going to talk about? I'll tell you what else I want to talk about. I talked about this a little bit with uh, Master Wong this morning, and it's um, street fights versus self-defense. What is his background? Master Wong is a, a... I think his martial arts is mainly, his combative martial arts, I think, is mainly some fighting uh, Tai Chi, which I didn't even know was the fighting, but there's some fighting aspects of Tai Chi. But I think most of it is his Wing Chun. And Wing Chun is a very combative martial art. It's, it's, probably, it's probably the most uh, combative kung fu there is most kung fu's you see there's a lot of flowing motions and stuff and you you can never realize how any of it can be combative but but uh wing chun has a lot of short strikes and blocks and strikes and uh punches and kicks and stuff so it's a more of a combative uh kung fu and he's he's kind of combined that into a uh a, a system of martial of uh street street defense and he calls it KT. So is he more into street defense now? Yeah, street fighting? Yeah, yeah. So he calls it a, uh, he calls it kung fu tactics. So uh, KT. So he has his own uh, uh, system of of, uh, of street defense. But um, but we were talking today about um, street street fighting versus uh, self defense. But I think his 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 thing of st- Street fighting is a little different than mine. Mine is, when I'm saying street fighting, I'm saying mutual combat. That's what I think street fighting. Like, you ever watch a show Street Fighter or something like that. That's when a couple guys go out and there's a, certain, you know, there's a, a crowd of people and they fight in the street. And it's like street fighting. Sometimes they'll do it in, in, a, in like a factory, you know, or sometimes they'll do it in the back of a bar. Or sometimes they'll just do it on the street. Sounds like West Side Story. <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah. But there's street mi- fighting. minus the knives. So let's just say street fighting is mutual combat. Two guys duking it out. So I don't train people for that. And I don't uh, advocate that. I don't, I don't, I don't uh, condone it in any way. I think it's the stupidest fucking thing you can do. If you're, if you're going to, if you are disagreeing with someone and you agree to go out back and duke it out in the street whatever happens after that from that second on you fucking deserved it if he pounds you into submission and just soccer kicks your head until you're in a coma 
You you just you asked for it. If you beat the shit out of him, and then you end up going to jail for it or prison or losing your house in, in a lawsuit, and now you're fucking living on the street, you fucking asked for it. It's the stupidest thing in the world, guys. It's 2019. This isn't the 60s or the 70s. In my day, we could do it. We did it all the time. That's how Kaja Kempo was formed, uh, founded. That's how it was developed. There's a lot of street fighting arts that made people tougher and better. You can't do that anymore. It's 2019. You're either going to get the shit kicked out of you and maybe die, or end up in a, in a nursing home with a Filipino nurse who's overworked, underpaid, underweight, and a respiratory therapist that just got out of rehab. You think he's going to come suction you every four hours like he's supposed to out of your tracheostomy? No, he's going to be in the break room relaxing. He's going to say, ah, I'll do it, I'll do it next, next time. Next thing you know, you're going to have pseudomonas growing. And then you're going to get pneumonia and then kidney failure. Then you're going to die. It's an ugly picture I'm painting, guys. Do not do a mutual fight. This is, the, this is the worst case scenario. Okay? But I'll tell you the best case scenario. Say, no, I don't want to fight with you, fucking asshole. Go fight with someone else, you prick. Here, I'll tell you one. I know someone. I will remain nameless, but, um, you know, pretty high up level person, not a doctor. But was at a bar. <clears throat> and uh, someone, you know, said something to someone else. And the guy said, well, let's take this outside. So he went outside and he immediately was struck in the face with a rock and was in the hospital. So, <laughs> And that could have killed him. Right. And I don't know why you would do that, but that's what he did. And, and so people do things like that of all ages. All ages. And of all socioeconomic Yeah. The uh, only common de the only common common denominator is stupidity. That's the only common denominator. It's stupidity. There's there's no there's no there's no upside to it. There's no like Oh, yeah, I I uh, I, I I shot that heroin. Oh shit. Well, at least uh, you know, there's no upside to that. You can't like stick a fucking you know, stick a, a, a rusty needle in you and, or a rusty pin and say, well, I mean, the upside is, uh, there's no upside, no upside. Say no. This is what you do. If somebody insists on fighting you, this is at school, if you're, uh, you know, if you're a kid or an adult, if they insist on fighting you and you want to fight them, right, say, okay, I'll go to the, go find a local gym. A boxing gym or a kickboxing gym, MMA gym, have both of you guys sign a waiver and go at it. That's the only way to do it. There should be a mat on the floor, and somebody, somebody super supervising. And you guys want, if you really want to fight that bad, do it that way. But if you go out back in a bar, you go, you know, outside in the street, you're gonna, you're, you're just so stupid. I can't even, I can't even picture how stupid that is, and you can't win. You're either going to end up in prison or in a nursing home. That's bleak. It and is I, bleak. I agree. So, um, so what? What was your point though with Master Wong? You brought up Master Wong and the street fighting. Because he, yeah, because he, his 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 interpretation is a little different than mine. His idea of street fighting is like when it gets like life or death, and like using life or death techniques because it's a life or death situation. He thinks self defense is either 
somebody pushes you, somebody pulls you, or somebody grabs you, and it's more like a wrist lock or something like that. I don't see it like that, but we agree on the same what a real what would happen in a real situation. So to me, self-defense is anytime someone tries to hurt you, and you have to assume, you have to assume that they're trying to kill you. Because if they don't, if you don't assume that, and they are, you're dead. So I've been told by, by more than one person that I'm, I'm like, you know, overreacting. What if the guy was just trying to grab someone? Why would anybody be grabbing you in the street? Now, if you're, you're smart enough to realize if the guy's just drunk and he's not being aggressive, he's just like, oh, excuse me. I mean, you can, I hope you're smart enough to see that. But if somebody grabs you and you feel they're being aggressive to you, why would anybody grab you? There, why would you let anyone grab you? It's you, there's no like that's that's the next level. There's no there's no higher level than that because the next level might be reached by them or might be instituted by them, and then you're gonna wake up six months later in a coma, right? So it was a tracheostomy and a G tube. So you don't want that. See. It's already taken the next level. If somebody takes, puts their hands on you in an aggressive manner, not like in a bar, somebody goes, hey, where's the bathroom? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you're in the street or somewhere, somewhere else outside of your home around your loved ones, and someone grabs you and it's in an aggressive manner. That is the next level. There's no other level. You don't shoot to wound, guys. Just like you don't shoot to wound. Do you ever hear cops saying he's shot to wound? You don't do that. Because if you're drawing your gun, you must assume that it's a, a life or death situation. So you must respond appropriately. Okay? Am I wrong? Anyone, please. If you think I'm wrong, overreacting, let me know. Do you think I'm wrong? No, you just reminded me of the story of one of the female UFC fighters. Did you see this story? The one that got abused? And then no, now they try this guy here, tried to mug her. Yeah. And it didn't go well oh. for him. Oh, I didn't hear that one. Yeah, this is, uh, what is her name? Holy shit. Pollyanna Vienna. I didn't hear her. Yeah, I saw this today. This guy tried to mug her outside her home, and she's uh, on the roster of the UFC. Bad idea, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> wow, she took it to the next level. That guy looks like he could be semi-dead. In fact, he looks dead in that picture. Yeah, that doesn't look pretty. No, it doesn't. So our point is, our point is like, and some people disagree with me on this, and this is, this is, this is my point. My point is it's already that level. You sh I mean, there's no, there's no warning shots anymore. Once they get their hands on you, if they're close enough to have their hands on you and they're in an aggressive manner, right, that's the next level. That's the life or death. Okay, I'm not saying you should stab them 20 times, but you should do whatever it takes to stop them right away. And that if that means rendering them unconscious, that's great. If you could just separate them distance-wise, that would be great too. But that's not usually or always an option. So if, if, you can't rent, if you can't create distance, you have to create unconsciousness in them. You have to separate them from their consciousness if you can't separate yourself from them. So there's two separations that got to, one or the other has to happen. Because if they got their hands on you, you have to take it to that level. What do you think about that?
Anybody, anybody want to just to, to uh, argue with me about that? Please feel free. I mean, I, I'm, I, 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 if I'm proven wrong on that, I'd, I'd love to hear it. But I, I just don't see that. I just don't see that I'm wrong. And, and, and I feel like the way that you get that kind of mentality is through training and, 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 or that right mentality. Because if you had that mentality and you don't train, somebody has their hands on you and they're about to render you unconscious and you have the mentality that's right, the killer instinct, right, to defend, which is by offending. But if you don't have the skills to do it, right, it's kind of like, I, I, I could just draw a picture and think, wow, that's really cool. It's just like, that looks just like you. So if I drew a picture that's going to look just like you, and in my mind, I want to do it, my skills aren't there. You just can't do it. So if somebody, if somebody grabs you, and you're alone, and there's nobody around, and you know they're about to really hurt you, and they have their hands on you, you have the instinct to hurt them, but you don't have the skills to do it, you're fucking dead now. Now you're dead. And you wish you could have been training, but you didn't. So... All I can say in that whole scenario is, go train. And the other half of all of that is not getting, not becoming a target for bullies in the first place. Because yeah. I think a lot of that, at least in school, and maybe later on, but at least in school, that's where a lot of those things happen is, you know, preventing from being a target for, for bullies to bully you like that. We do teach a lot of that about in school. Um, we have whole scenarios, and we go through... Uh, we go through role playing and stuff, but once you get to be an adult, um, like if you have to work and live and, and do things, no matter how hard you try, you are going to put yourself in vulnerable positions. If you're a woman and you work, you might work the PM shift and get off at 11 at night. You might have to get home to get, you might have to walk to your car. There might not be a security guard that'll walk you. That might be the case. So no matter how hard you don't want to ever put yourself in that position, sometimes you're going to, whether you like it or not. I mean, and at school, you can, there's all kinds of things you can do. Show more confidence, make eye contact, you know, you know, the way you talk, the way you come across so the bully doesn't pick on you. But when you're an adult and, and, and things turn, changed a little bit, now it might not just be a bully that just wants schoolyard dominance. It might be an evil fucking person that just wants to rape you wants to rob you, or just wants to kill you for no reason. But I think it's the same applies. I think someone who's going to assault someone's looking for an easy target. They're not looking yeah. for someone that's going to give them a lot of trouble. There is. And, 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 and like this guy found out, she clearly wasn't the person to pick on. He clearly didn't know what she did. But I imagine if he did, she, he would have attacked her or tried yeah. to mug her, allegedly. Right. And, and you're going to have more true confidence if you train. Right? I mean, what else? What else will give you that kind of confidence? Can you think of anything short of or Drugs? having your having? <laughs> yeah, because most people have that false sense of security when they're either when they're drunk, drunk or on drugs. That's what happens and, and with these fights outside. Yeah, that's there's that's, alcohol involved. That's ninety, almost ninety five percent of all rapes and assaults are are with drunk victims. Alcohol is legal. Yeah, it is. And so is being stupid, unfortunately. <laughs> That's a bad That's a bad combination. Combo, yeah. We have two laws in this in this country that should that are going at the same time. 
You can be drunk without without getting arrested, and you can be stupid without being arrested. Maybe together it's a bad combo. Though. Stupid and drunk. Can you imagine? Should be a new law. How come you can't be you, you can't drunk drink and drive? Why can you be stupid and, and drunk at the same time? These are good questions. Yeah, let's talk to our new new <laughs> governor about that. Alright. Alright, well we're gonna so there's no fight this week. The the week after, guys, I'm gonna be in New York with Glover Tech Sheriff's fight, so I'm gonna be uh, getting some video that we're gonna be putting up on YouTube and, and we're gonna be doing some good uh we're going to be doing something good for this podcast. I guarantee you that. I'm going to make something special happen in this podcast while I'm in New York. Awesome. That's news to me. Oh, there was no, you were going to tell me a story, and I said, save it for the podcast. What happened? At Walmart? Oh, yeah. Walmart. Tell, okay. me your, tell me your Walmart story. Right, John's always got a story. But we're in line, especially at Walmart. At always, Wal- I, I always have a Walmart story. I'm, talk, I'm talking to my wife. We're in line. At Walmart, waiting. You didn't lose your checker. phone this time. No, I didn't lose okay. my phone, and I didn't try to pet a, a service dog, and the guy attacked me. But um, I'm standing in line, and I'm kind of looking around because I wanted some sunflower seeds. I I have an addiction for some David and Sons sunflower seeds. I like the jumbo jumbo reduced uh, sodium. But anyway, so. Um, so I'm waiting in line, but I'm looking. I'm not like looking, looking at my wife. I'm looking around for the uh, sunflower seeds. And I kind of walked off a little bit, and I asked her, do you know where the sunflower seeds are? And she goes, no, I'm not sure. But I walked back to where I thought she was, where she wasn't anymore, but I was still looking for the sunflower seeds. So I put my one arm around her waist, around her waist, and I started stroking the small of her back, <laughs> thinking it was my wife. And then all of a sudden I heard... Uh, John, what are you doing? <laughs> and I looked, and the, this girl had turned around. She's giving me this, this frightened look, like, what the hell is going I was, I grabbed the wrong, it wasn't my wife. So I had my arm around her in, like, a loving way. Like, my arm was around her waist. This it goes back to gr- being grabbed in public. It wasn't, it You're wasn't. lucky she wasn't one of your students. Uh, you would have been punched. Or she had a knife, yeah. But. And then I was stroking like the small of her back. I was thinking it's my wife, and I was trying to be loving and kind of sensual at the same time. And my wife was like, uh, "John, what the hell are you doing?" And I looked, and this, and I looked up real quick, and this girl had turned around, and she looked like she was just like, she actually was such a good sport. She kind of smiled, but it was even funnier that there was a little old lady behind us with a cart that was. She was actually crying. She was laughing so hard. <laughs> She said, you just made my year. She said, I can't believe you just did that. And Heather was laughing. She put it on her Facebook. And so I'm the laughing How stalker. long does that take to live down in your I mean, house? I, that's not good. <laughs> in, my, in most normal houses, probably a day or so. <laughs> but I, I, I'm going to give it never. I'll never live that down. Did you get her name at least? Oh, but she was such a good sport. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. She was Oh, don't worry about it. Oh, my God. She said, I was thinking, like, you had your arm around me. I thought you were just kind of moving me out of the way. But then when you started, like, stroking me, I was like, oh. But she was a really good sport. and That's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. And she wasn't armed. That's yeah. another good thing. Yeah. And she wasn't one of our students. That's the, that's the best of it. She would have killed when me. When John interacts with the public, there's always a story. There's, a, there's always a story when you go out. All right. Trip to Walmart. That's my wallet. So you got any? Do you do New Year's resolutions or what? It's the new year. Um, 
Yeah, I, yeah, and I think I think I have a medium head on. It's like I'm I'm staying I'm staying tight with my meditation. Sometimes I get a little lazy with that. I'm being more disciplined with my my meditation. We're being a little dis- more disciplined of the systems of our gym because we run a business. It's a gym, but it's a business too. Um, and uh, those are my those are actually my two main ones. And I'm I think I'm uh, so far I'm right on on schedule. What are yours? I don't have any formal ones. I don't have a lot of free time to add any resolutions. I don't know. I, I think uh, just keeping up with my training that I'm doing, I definitely always do four days a week. I try to fit in Friday if I can get off work in time and, and go to the beach and run. But trying to get to the beach, we live right by Pismo Beach, which is awesome. And just trying to get there as much as I possibly can, that's a good resolution. I love going out there, um, going out there with the kids or going out there by myself or with Sharon. So go to the beach more, I guess, because we live there. It's one of those things that's weird. You take it for granted. You live yeah. right by it, and I try to get out there at least once a week. And yeah. the beach, it's, the neat thing about it, it's always different. It's always, the weather's always different. The ocean always looks different. We went out there yesterday. I took, crazy. my daughter is headed back to college tomorrow, so she wanted to go work out, so I took her out there, and there was nobody there. It was awesome. It was kind of rainy and kind of windy, but it wasn't that cold. It was like, I don't know, almost 60 degrees. It was beautiful out there. Yeah, it was. And I was going to go to the beach too, but um, my stepson and I, I, I just threw it out there. I said, I'm going to go up, um, up top. We have a gym in our backyard, so I'm very lucky, very blessed to have that. So I was like, hey, I'm going to go work out uh, up top. You want to go? And 99% of the time, he's like, eh, because he has to work out. He's part of our belt system, and he works out here. Um, but... Then, so I was like, I was going to go out and do the quick workout. Then all of a sudden, I saw him getting ready. He goes, ah, I'll come up with you. So we worked out for like an hour up top. We did bag work, shield work. We did a little makiwara. We did some weights. So we had a really good workout. But I work out five days a week, and it's not one of my real uh, resolutions. I've been doing this since 1970, so it's not a resolution. The meditation is really important to me, and I kind of, that's one thing I kind of let go. Working out, I never let go. Uh, so I always do it, but like meditation, I, you know, I've always, I've been doing it since 1976 and I do it almost every day. Um, but I want to do it closer to twice a day and, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot better on that. And then system running a gym is just, sometimes it's such a family. Like I got, you know, I got, I got you here training and you're a student. And then like a lot of these guys are my students, but then I also feel like they're family but then I sometimes I forget, you know, we got a huge nut every month, you know, like with the rent, with the with the electricity, with the with the with the, you know, with the payroll. I mean, so and so I got to keep it like I got to have fun with it, treat it like a family, have fun and do this and that. But I also have to realize it's if it's not a business, you know, then it's it won't be here for anyone. So I don't have the benefit if I don't, if I don't, nobody will have the benefits of getting better. I don't give someone the benefits if I can't keep this place open. And to keep it open, I have to pay my way. I have to pay my wife's way. And we have to, you know, we have to have a little bit of a profit. So, you know, it's kind of weird to have something that's your passion be your business because the two are like, you know, you, you're, am I really charging for this? But then... If I wasn't, these these people wouldn't get to get the benefits of training in such a great gym. Totally agree. Bang. All right. So, well, happy new year. Happy new seven, year. Seven days in, going good so far. It's going fantastic. It's going to be, 2019 is going to be fucking incredible. 
I got so much shit. We're gonna, I'm going to have the best courses going online. It's just like, if you don't live in Arroyo Grande, which is a tiny town, and I wish we, we had more people that could come train, but if you can't be here, our online course is going to be the next best thing. We have a, the Pit Online Dojo is the next best thing to being right here in Arroyo Grande at this gym, sitting here with me and James right now. Or you could come for a weekend. Come for a weekend. You can come for a weekend. We are we are starting pit uh, weekend retreats. We're starting those 2019. We got pit weekend retreats starting in 2019, and my online course is going to be 2019. So there's going to be a lot more people that can experience the pit, the best martial arts and fitness gym in the world. Every week, there's more people checking out the podcast, so we appreciate that too. Thank you. All right, John. Till next time.